I s- switched, upgraded to the 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 Big Sur. Big Sur is it? Big oh Sur yeah, or Big Sur. Uh, big beta. Sur. Big Sur. Big, big Sur. Big, big like, Sur. So big. Big you are, sir. Big yeah. sir. Big sir. There's there's a space. Right. Yeah. How big do you like sir. it? I both love it and hate it at the same time. Okay. Equally. That's what I've heard thus far. <laughs> um, my biggest pet peeve out of all of it, which is surprisingly petty given all of the other odd design choices, is the aggressive curvature of the corners of all the windows now. Oh, that didn't used to okay. be there. Yeah. No, like that that's, that's the most frustrating thing out of all of it because the windows also have this border that they didn't used to now. And so when you shove it up against the menu bar up top, which is translucent, practically hmm. entirely translucent or transparent, I don't know, words, it looks really odd. Okay. So that that's kind of bothersome. And then when you have two monitors like I do, yeah, your secondary monitor that you clicked away from I'm looking at the menu bar. The Apple logo is white. The text is black. Some of my menu bar icons are black. It's like solid. Some of them are transparent. Some of them are white transparent or translucent. Like, okay. There's clearly a lot to, 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 uh, to be worked on here. But Oh, these are really round. Okay. That's what she said. This, yeah, okay, so I, so I see, I, I had to pull up an example because I've not really, like, upgraded to Big Sur because I'm like, eh, Big Sur. I have one computer and I, I use it for work. So, like, <laughs> I, you know, I will absolutely throw a beta on my phone because I really don't care, but my work laptop, less so. Um, you know, it's weird. Like, I don't hate the new design because that's just where – that's the new trend. Like that's where yeah. apps have been going recently anyways. So it's not really like surprising, but it, it's this cool, like minimal flat UI design style, which again, I don't hate, um, but it is more quote unquote cartoony to most people than what you're used to on a, a real computer, so to speak. It, um, it has a lot of, uh, of iOS seven and beyond, design yeah. styles you know with the the outlined icons and things like that right and then as well like i'm looking at a finder window and if you if you've ever used mac before right a finder a, a typical finder window has like your favorites on the left like a left sidebar yeah sometimes maybe not and then you have your folders on the right so the the sidebar icons are outlines like you would see in ios but yep. then the folder icons like your actual folders, they're they've they've kind of drifted back into this almost skeuomorphic design style. Okay, like they're huh. a little like soft and, and pillowy and kind of three D, right? And you're so just talking about like the folder icon itself, right? Right. Yeah, which I'm is different than the folder okay. icon in the sidebar, which is an outline. Like it is okay. Yeah, so you're going from an icon to like an image yeah I, okay that's kind of weird yeah so <laughs> i guess you kind of have to though because you can't you can't do like a, a flat ui icon style for the actual like i guess you could it would just look weird so in the previous version you did and then on the sidebar it was it was flat the, yeah. the main finder icons were also flat right there's yeah the only difference there was that the sidebar icons didn't really have color oh maybe they did I've already forgotten. They I, don't. I, see, I, I never. Have, I have mine pulled up. They don't. Yeah, I. I didn't never pay that close attention, but <laughs> um, there was a lot of a lot of interesting design decisions in like a lot of small areas that that seem just slightly out of place. And maybe some of that I'll get used to. Sure. But there are also glaring things that I don't. I don't understand how it could even get this stuck in in this revamp. Like for example, in my mail client now. Um, all of the toolbar icons have kind of squished and stacked on top of each other, so I can't click any of them. That's what Alfred's for. Why, why would you ever click anything on your computer? <laughs> We've discussed this. I am a mouser. Literally, I, I kid you not, before we like before I came into the conference room to like start, start this with you, I walked up to um, Finn, our support guy. I was like, you know what? You're taking his mouse away? I did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well because well, it, it it's not to be mean or malicious i'm just like hey you know i'm hearing a lot of clicking and i want to i want to teach i want to teach it's not it's not to be mean it's it's i think too many people underestimate the value 
and the performance increase of using keyboard shortcuts and literally your hands are already on your keyboard. So like you hitting two keys that can do something that would take you five seconds on a mouse to me is more important when you have a lot of things to get done. You know, when you have ticket upon ticket upon ticket that you're trying to get through, it's like the the least amount of time you can touch a mouse, the better. So I was like, you know what? Best way to like kind of get you comfortable with it is to basically give you that as the only option. Um, and obviously he can grab his mouse. Like there's, he's still going to have like copy and paste stuff. So like it's there, but I was like, Hey, let's try it for the next hour. And if you're like, I hate every ounce of this, <laughs> you know, it, you know, you can take it back, but, but I, I want people to experience it. Um, but what's funny is, so iOS, the new, so iOS 14 is very similar design wise, like mm-hmm. very rounded corners. Um, so like people listening can't hear it, but like you can see like that's, that's my home screen now. Right. His home so screen very, has three on the bottom, a couple widgets and yeah, a couple widgets um, and they stack too. Right. So like that's cool. And then I can push that up. Now I have series shortcuts here. Right. So like you can infinite, I think infinitely stack. I'm sure there's, there's an actual like hard stop, but you can stack things, which is pretty cool. Right. So I think it, I think they're going for more functionality, but masking that functionality with good, UI. Okay. Um, because think about it. Most people are not power users of any device or tool. So you have to make it friendly looking, but a lot of people think it's one or the other, right? A lot of people think like previous historical design has been, it's either really nice and pretty to look at, look at, but not very functional or very functional. And like, it's more utilitarian in the design. But I think we're starting to say, eh, that's not how this works. You can't have both. Yeah. You're going to make some concessions on both sides, but there is a a heavy medium ground where you can make this work. Like you can take the same thing and have somebody, somebody be like, Oh, that's pretty and nice to look at. And then have me be like, Oh, I can put shortcuts and hide them all over the place and like make it way more functional for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think they're getting there. I mean, there's, there's a lot of talk of, uh, shortcuts coming over to Mac Mm-hmm. So if that happens, that's a game changer. I mean, I use you know keyboard maestro for a lot of this stuff, but having it natively built in means you're going to have more options in terms of what you can do. Um, you know, tying that into HomeKit, all kinds of cool stuff. So I think we're getting to a point where people are starting. I think it's generational, but like more people are more comfortable with computers <laughs> and like not just like I browse the internet and answer my email, but like no, I get some crazy stuff done and like I know what I'm capable of doing on a laptop is insane. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't hate most of it. It's most of it. I don't, I don't really have an opinion on, like, it's not something that's like, huh, I, I really like that. Or I really hate that. Like, it's just, it's just there, right? Like most of, most of the changes are just like there. Like I, I'm a little frustrated that the order of my menu bar icons, like sound, volume, battery, et cetera, they change the order of that because I like have a reflex now. Like when I have to switch my inputs before we start this program, I had a reflex, like I would go straight, like I'd take the mouse straight to the spot on the menu bar where the sound is. Right. Because that's where it always was. And now it's like my Wi-Fi. And I'm like, wait, no, that's not the sound. <laughs> and then I have to go look for it because now I don't know what to do with myself. Right. Well, see, <laughs> they're exposing you, Jonathan, because what you should have done is done caps lock B, have keyboard maestro spin up and connect to the correct things you want anyways and save your life. Right. I'm sure so they're that's exposing exactly you what, they're, what doing. they're doing, Jonathan. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sure. I'm sure that's exactly it. That's exactly it. But I mean, it's, it's largely all right. I think there's, you know, thinking about everything else that I hate about it, really the only <laughs> other thing is there's not, there isn't a way to like easily tell the difference between a foreground and a background window or like the active oh, window yeah. and an active sure. window. Like if I stack two finder windows on top of each other, the only differences are the title bar is maybe 10% darker. Okay. And then the the folder name is gray instead of white. And then the sidebar icon names are gray instead of white. What like about the, roughly the red, yellow, and green in the top left? Are those, are those highlighted? Yeah, those are grayed out as well, yeah. Okay, so that's usually actually because I run like dark mode. And for me, whatever reason, the best way to know what is um, – active right now is i actually just look in the top left corner check the stoplight yeah yeah because if they're not if they're if they're not grayed out i'm like cool that's the one that i'm on right now (laughs) so i kind of default to that it's it's not as obvious as it used to be i think they're 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 getting it's it's better than it initially was like i waited 
more betas than I generally do because this was a significant change. I would generally go like the first public beta. I'd be right on that, right? Like day one. I I waited a little bit because there was a lot that changed and the rough edges were a plenty. And I knew that, you know, I'm, I'm doing other things here that are important. I would like to make sure all of those things still work. Uh, Logic looks funny now. (laughs) Yeah. I figured most things will. UI style. It has this weird, let me see if I could pull it up real quick here. Live here on the program. Um, It has this weird like banding going on in the, in the title bar now. Like the, 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 it's, it's like, it it had like a slight gradient to it and like the, the the pre Mac OS 11 style gradient. But now it's got this weird banding. Like they, like the gradient is like being miscalculated now and it does it in all of its windows. It's super weird. I imagine that'll be fixed. It's not, it's not really a big deal. Everything else generally works. My only final beef is that dialog boxes that pop up in front of you, the text is centered. Oh, really? That's odd. Yeah. And that's like a true middle finger to any kind of like brain consumption. Yeah, no, that's weird. (laughs) I I really don't like that. Because that's that's the way it is in iOS. Yeah, but it's a a different UI layout. So it it works in iOS. But so so this is my theory is that everybody is starting to bet on the fact that mobile computing is going to take over at some point. Like most people right now that have like non-technical jobs could realistically, we've talked about this, right? Can do that job on an iPad pro. Right. And so that's going to continue to advance. And you're starting to see more and more people say, well, I want to get like a personal computer. And they're like, well, I like Apple products. I'm just going to get an iPad pro because I can do more with it realistically. Right. Like it's more, it's, it's a nice entertainment situation it's it or device it's it's a productivity tool now it's easy to take on an airplane like i don't take my mac on on flights anymore i literally just take my ipad pro because it's easy to throw around and if i want to write an email or or do some real work or just watch a movie it's all right there and we're good um so i think we're going to start to see more of the two types of designs start to mesh yeah no that's for sure what's happening here but it's still it's not in any context if you have a box that has a paragraph of text in it that text should never be centered no, no right? it should not <laughs> i would heavily maybe, agree with that yeah maybe on ios where the text is more limited you know it's a more limited screen real estate there's generally less of it right like it's one or two sentences versus you know a whole thing you have to read and then you know the buttons are so in mac os 10. anything the buttons they were their own separate row below the text off to the right, right? You had your okay, cancel, et cetera, et cetera. They are now centered, stacked below the text. Right. Which is, you know, another iOSism, but it's it's misshapen for the general screen real estate size and shape that right. it's, it's in, right? So that makes sense. I'm I'm hoping they fix that a little bit. It is a little off putting, but again, I got used to it. I, I hate saying I get used to it because I feel like it's like, all right, well, this is the way it is now. And you know, we as Welcome to operating systems. <laughs> right. That's usually we as how people, it works. You know, tech users, especially technically inclined tech users, like we shouldn't just be okay with this, you know. But like what are we gonna do? Right? Well, I, you can I'm not send go to Windows, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I can. God, you yeah. should never There's go you should never go to assistant. Windows. <laughs> well, and, and you should. I think you should jump into the feedback assistant and say, Hey, like this looks ugly as hell. Because yeah. if there's enough people that do that, that they'll start to consider and say, you know what, that's an easy fix for us. Let's just go ahead and push that back. We 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 experimented with it. We tried it. Because heck, for all we know, that's probably what this is. They're just experimenting with it to see if people hate it. And if nobody yeah. speaks up, they're gonna be like, Well, they don't hate it, so we're just gonna leave it. But that's that's kind of how you know development works from a feedback cent- or a, a user centric <laughs> kind of uh, feedback loop. Um, it's it's works, almost you know it's it's silly because like I go into accessibility and I turn off the transparency and I almost like that better. Oh really? Like the <laughs> like the menu bar goes solid black, which okay. is mwah, yeah. Okay, brilliant. I could see that. And then all of the windows lose their transparency, which is mwah. Also, but then you still have the outline. Like there's there's this sure. like white white one pixel type outline that makes it stand yeah, kind of out odd. against the window it's in front of, and it's like super aggressive without the transparency. And I get I get why it's there when you reduce the transparency because like the idea is to make it more obvious for those sure. limited vision. But I would like to be able to turn that off or limit it or turn it down at least. Like give me a middle ground between none and whatever you've decided. 
And I think we'd be fine. So okay. that's my mini rant about Mac OS 11. Thanks for nice. listening to the show. Now I want to try some, it. Check out this ASMR. I want to pour some coffee here. I just oh, please brewed. don't. I got some, please don't. It's been such a good out. day. Check this out. Check this oh, out. that Hang is on. actually cool. You got the French press. Okay. Oh, I got to open it first. I, <laughs> I was about to say, that's literally the top's about to fall off. As Jonathan pours hot coffee all over his, his setup. Oh, see, I hate that. That is disgusting. Oh my god, that sounds so good. How big how big is that mug? There's no way that mug just took that much liquid. It's a 12 ounce mug or that something is a like magical that. 12, mug. Ounce. It's yeah, insane. I took about yeah, it took about I poured about 10 ounces in there. Okay. I have a a, a 34 ounce. So French you're a French press. you're a French press guy? I I am. I I've, I've converted myself pretty quickly. <laughs> it was like okay. $25 on Amazon. Yeah, they're, they're pretty cheap for like a decent one. All right, so you recently had a soft launch. How did that go? That's hot. (laughs) That is still really hot. Are we talking about the coffee or the the soft launch? (laughs) It's a hot launch. Ah, all right. Well, now that I've burned my mouth and can't Can't taste for the next three three hours. I know. Maybe I should go back to this garbage coffee now that I can't taste the good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so soft launch. So by the time you hear this, it'll have been a few weeks because science and the power of editing and you know, time, time distortion. Time is a flat circle. Um, yeah, the soft launch went as about as rough as I expected it to. Okay, and that's probably good. I think it's it was it was very helpful. I was not expecting a flawless launch by any stretch of the imagination. So to briefly cover all of the things that went wrong, I guess we'll need two episodes for that. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> that bad. Um, when you're writing your own copy. You will never discover all of your mistakes. That is your friends very will. True. Yeah. <laughs> all of your friends will, and they will find them fast. The obvious ones, too. You're like, I'm embarrassed that you even saw that. Yeah. I was like, oh, crap. Nope. 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 That was an act. Nope. I, I meant to do that. Right. I outsourced so that, that to Avia. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was, um, that was the first thing that stood out was like, okay, hmm, that's spelled wrong. That's spelled wrong. It's like, and it's like, I, you know, I'm, I'm expecting that. Right. Like, sure. I've stared at this for a few months now. I'm I'm going to be immune to any of those kinds of mistakes that I made at this point. So right. The um, along that same line, there were there were a few things that were inconsistently worded. You know, like especially like shipping. Like in one spot, I said thirty dollars. One spot, I said forty nine. Oversight. You know, simple yeah, stuff like that. Sure. You know, menu wasn't working right. Like black menu background, black text. I don't know how the hell I got it in that state, but I never lovely. I never bothered to check it before I clicked the go live button. <laughs> You know, like little things like that, that, um, you know, I I, I appreciate my friends fleshing all of this out for me and some of them also buying things for me because then that also let me flesh out a pretty glaring, here's another Shopify frustration for you, uh, in addition to the sales tax calculation garbage, um, there appears to be a bug. So if I set up a notification email for all new orders within a certain inventory location to go to mm-hmm. my roaster, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I say, send, you know, send a notification for orders to this email address for this inventory location. And it just yep. works, right? So I would click the test button to make sure that, you know, he wasn't getting caught in the spam filter. And they're like, hey, we got that. And then I would place a test order. And like, no, we didn't get that. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm like, the fuck? Okay. So now i got to start digging into this because... That's a major is it, problem. Is it me? Is it them? <laughs> right? Like these these people are not technically inclined. No. So they're literally little... waiting for an email and that's the extent of their Right. Like I've met the <laughs> yeah. guy. He's not technically inclined. He's a great guy. He knows a lot about coffee, way more than I do, which is awesome. Right. His job is not technology. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, how can I figure this out? So then I started creating these convoluted systems where like I set up my own email inbox and then I had it do forwarding rules, like oh yeah, and in like a like a distribution alias as an oh, option geez. even. Right. And so like like the alias, for example, I would add myself to it. Okay. So in theory, the notifications should go multiple places. They went nowhere. Right. So that tells me it's not him. Yeah. It's me. The shop it, well, you're right. It's, it's the Shopify right. side, me, right? Me yeah. slash Shopify, right? Like exactly. But now I'm like, now what? <laughs> right. So, so guess who goes back to Shopify support and be like, um, why is this not working? And they're like, well, it looks like it's working. And I'm like, how do you 
how can you say that? Like they, they, they're telling me that the emails are being sent and I'm like, are you sure? Like, are you, I, I can like, say as a, as a, as the guy who <laughs> basically has built and runs our entire customer support department, I get that frustration on their end where like everything <laughs> does look perfect to you. And you're like, I actually don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> Cause like I've had those situations where literally everything is perfect on our end. Mm-hmm but not on the other end, but it's not the other end's problem or fault. And you're like, ah, um, I don't know here. I recognize that, that, that issue and that frustration almost Does on a daily not make basis. It so like, I tried <laughs> to empathize with it, but it's like something's still not right here. So I went back and kept poking at it. And then I realized none of my inventory is being tracked because I technically okay. don't go out of stock. Right. Because then if, ah. if, if, if they need to make a new batch, they just make sure. a new batch on the spot, yeah. right? They don't right. like, oh, no, we're out. You're going to have to wait three weeks. You know what I mean? Like, right. it just more happens. So there's no need to track out of stocks. So I just wasn't tracking inventory at all. So I thought, let me try, let me try tracking inventory. I'll just put 10,000 units on everything because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. We'll try it again. No dice. I didn't really do anything. At that point, I was just, I was just frustrated. I was like, all yeah. right, I don't, I don't know what to do here. Maybe I guess, I guess I'll just be forwarding these for this. Maybe like... You know, it'll go to my inbox and then I'll have a forwarding rule that'll just sure. forward those on. Like, fine, whatever. We'll figure some out later. And then it works for now, just not for like full production. <laughs> right. And then I realized I was getting notifications. Like the way I had set up, I have like three or four different notification endpoints, like my email address for everything. Right. Uh, my my uh, iPhone through the Shopify yep. app, push notification. And then I was setting specific location-based stuff for them i was realizing well me personally i'm getting all the notifications for all so i wonder what would happen if i changed them to all inventory locations and lo and behold they started getting them really so i was like all right guys explain this one to me i set them to all and they get it for inventory in a specific location that they don't get when they're set to right please explain (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we call that an edge case (laughs) and so i'm like oh crap because like it works for now but if i ever sell anything not related to them like if i like if i do my my own merch and stuff like that i don't want to clog up their inbox with stuff that's not important to them so that's that's why you set location-based notifications for orders i'm like i can't leave it this way you're gonna have to fix it (laughs) yeah like like fast yeah because because your only alternative is to go back to basically your inbox now becomes a routing system for all those yeah and which sucks like that's not good for production level you (laughs) know like like it'll work but like it only takes one time for it to fail which by the way is gonna happen because right like i i immediately started having nightmares like waking nightmares of all of the forwarding rules I would have for this distribution mailbox that are routing all of the different orders to different places. And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to fuck up <laughs> so hard. I know. Especially when you have to jump back <laughs> in to fix something. And then like, I, I had this literally with uh, AMZ weekly. So I, I have Zapier automatically create like the email and all that stuff just using HTML. And then I'm pulling in variables from like the zap and I had one space in the subject line that was like, that shouldn't have been there. Just one extra space. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and delete that, save it, move on. This morning, I get the draft automatically created, thrown in my inbox so I can take a look and approve it. And no subject line. <laughs> what? I did. I literally I deleted one empty space. That broke. And inside the literal email, which is a whole different field. Now does not include like the actual like um, pretty link that I create at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like you, it's still like hyperlink, so you can click on like the title of each section. I'm like, okay, um, didn't even touch that. Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. And now I'm kind of pissed. I'm like, I should have just left the daggum empty space. It doesn't look great in your inbox, but it works. I'm like, there's another like 30 minutes of figuring out why that's not working. <laughs> and it's a free email that I don't even, I don't make any money from. I just do it because it was a fun project. Now I'm kind of like, I, this is annoying. I don't want to support it, <laughs> but I will. All right. Yeah. Because there's like 500 it plus. Down. It's been yeah. Because there's like 500 plus people that like subscribe to it, you know, but. And it's fun to do. It's it's a fun experiment to see like what what am I really capable of doing like in no code and stuff like that. You know, just all all the shelf tools. It was a fun thing, but the support of that stuff just becomes 
cumbersome, right? It's like, mm-hmm. so I mm-hmm. could, I could definitely see you like, yeah, you could create those roles, but the moment you have to go and fix something or add to, you've already forgotten how all of them work because you set it up one time and now you're going to come back yeah. three months later and be like, Oh crap. It's going to take three hours of me just onboarding myself into the context of how any of this works mm-hmm. to make a five minute change. Yeah. So my alternative, if I don't want to do it all myself, which, you know, spoiler, I don't, <laughs> is there are a few Shopify apps, add-ons, whatever you want to call them, that sure. are supposed to have a lot of flexibility when it comes to that kind of stuff, but they all cost money. And I'd rather not spend money to solve Shopify's sure. problem, you know, so. Well, could you, so I'm wondering if you could basically just create that system, just actual code. And then just throw it up on a server. I mean, if they have the correct API endpoints, you should be able to do that. I just, I would imagine it would be easier to just dive into the code because the code shouldn't be that long. Yeah. In in reality, and then it it would be easier to at least maintain the rules. You know, you you, you could. I don't know. I, I feel like it'd be slightly easier. <laughs> now, the the setup of that might not be, but the code itself, I, I would venture, would be easier and more expandable. Their Shopify has endpoints coming out its ears, which is great. Oh, that's good. Nice. But, and I, I did think about rolling my own something because that's yeah. what I do, right? Like I, I work right. for a company that it also exists because people like rolling their own things. And I realized I would rather pay the 30 bucks a month so I could just okay. free up my time to do something else. You know what I that's mean? Like fair. there's, sure. there's a really low threshold for how much time I want to put <laughs> into it. And right. 30 bucks is like, an hour of my day on a Saturday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Overall, the, the launch wasn't a total disaster. Like it's, it was a test, right? It was. Yeah. There's, I, I knew there was going to be weak spots in this, right? Like I, when I went live, I took all the supplies over to the roaster myself and I was like, look, let's work through this. Right. We even w- worked through that process as well because spoilers, more spoilers. Uh, if I hadn't, they probably would have sealed the bags wrong. And, okay. you know, like the, uh, uh, I don't have any, actually I do. So listeners, you can't see this, but I'm holding up a 12 ounce coffee bag. Oh, that's that great. F- by the way, five inches wide. Yeah, this is, this is, I think about, yeah, no, that's the final label too. Yeah. Nice. Uh, five inches wide, maybe seven inches tall, three inches thick for those who like to visualize. And then at the top, it has a, like a pull tab. Yeah, to okay. unseal it, and then there's a zipper inside it so you can reseal it. Mm-hmm. So they were going to initially, and I'm illustrating sealing it above the zipper, above the the pull tab and zipper area. Okay. So they would have never compressed together. Ah, and the zipper is only on one side of the bag. Like you have to adhere, like heat seal oh. it to the other side. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good thing we checked that. But then also, and I'm holding up the bag here again. Of course, you can't see it, but. There are gussets on the sides okay. that kind of fold in. Yep. Um, because there are extra layers there, you have to press it down in the heat sealer, flip it over, and do it again okay. on that same setting, or the heat won't get through the gusseted layers and seal the zipper. To so them. now you, you have like little pockets that are you not sealed at all. Yeah. Right, you have holes. Like They were big enough to stick my pinky through. Oh, jeez. And I was like, mm, <laughs> that's not going to work. So then yeah. we, you know, grabbed a bunch of bags and we're experimenting. Do we add more heat? Well, we don't add too much heat because then the zipper fuses. It's yep. like, all right, well, that's not going to work either. Yeah, you, you don't want to melt the plastic <laughs> zipper. Right. Like there was a very, you know, it was a heat sealer with like the foot pedal and it had a knob that went from like one to six or something. So like okay. we start at three and it's sealed in the middle, but not the sides. And then they went to four. It sealed the whole thing, but then fused to the zipper. And it's like, okay, three, three and a half. Well, that's not quite right either. Three, but let's, longer. <laughs> let's. Well, so it's time. Like the the, yeah, the exactly. knob, it's right. You can't make it go longer than what you've set it to. Like you'd have oh, to do it again. Gotcha. Okay. Right. I thought that was like the intensity of the heat. <laughs> no, it's the same heat. It's just a different duration of time. Oh, so then okay. you're like, well, what would happen if we flipped it on the other side? It's like, all right, well, let's, you know, let's not put any more just coffee heat in it. Just heat it twice. <laughs> right. You basically, yeah, basically put it back to three, sealed it, which got the middle, and yep. then quickly flipped it over while it was still hot, sealed the other side. Works fine. Nice. It's, okay. It, it it should be fine. I don't know in practice now that I'm not there how the first bags that went out are going to fare. I'm hoping Feedback they're loops fine with customers. <laughs> yes. Luckily, all of the first customers are people I know who would not judge me harshly if something was a little <laughs> off. But I'm 
almost certain I'm not going to order these bags ever again just because okay. of how picky the heat sealing process is. Yeah. Like I don't I don't really have any control over that too much. Like I can give them instructions, but because it's not but like they don't have to follow it. <laughs> right. Like if if there's ever any kind of inconsistency or they change the heat sealer and they don't tell me, right? Like I don't know. Yeah. Any of that. I don't have any control over any of that. I would rather go to a more simple bag that is more reliable, more consistent yeah. to seal, you know? Sure. Granted, this bag looks really dang cool. And no, I love that, that's the resealable a sick bag. Mat. Yeah. I know. It's awesome. Um, not that expensive either. I think okay. the a single case was only like $240 with shipping, which okay. is, you know, roughly 50 cents. Yeah. It's like, all right. i think it makes sense just to make it as easy for your your supplier as possible once you get large enough and you decide you want to bring that kind of stuff in-house then now you have full control over over quality right right now like people can argue all day long well you have control over quantity because you could just not continue on with them but we all know you have a competitive advantage with working with them so you actually like yeah yeah like they have supplier power right now so you know as much as we want to feel special as, you know, the, the, the client or what, what have you, they can go find other clients. Whereas it's harder for you to go find somebody at the same price point that can do it, what you need done in the same location. You know what I mean? So I would just make it as, as simple as possible for them. Yeah. So, and then that also, it helps with my eventual transition to custom printed bags. You know, there's, okay. I can yeah. get, I can get this, this bag here that I got with the fancy seal and the, yeah the block bottom and the side gussets, all of all the fancy presentation stuff. If right. I buy 20,000 of them at a time. Oh minimum. goodness. Okay. Which, which, okay. If still a lot though, <laughs> if it was all the same, you know, uh-huh. like I have six, uh, soon to be seven excuse. Turns out more people drink decaf than I realized. Um, I could oddly see that 20,000 divided by seven is not a lot per skew, right? That's okay. like what? 1200. 20,000 divided by seven. I can't do math. Why isn't it calculating? Oh, 2,800. <laughs> wow. I'm also Mac OS 11, the, uh, the, the spotlight calculator when you hit command space and yeah. type in in math, it's real slow. That's uh, why you use cool. Alfred because it's not. <laughs> it used to be fast, Dylan. Uh, 2,800. Okay. So I was way off because it's early. I could not do math in my head. 2,800, which isn't, it isn't a, like per skew. That's not a lot. Sure. Technically. Because like the alternative is a more basic bag that I can get in units of a thousand custom yeah. printed. It's like, all right, well, that's not a whole lot different. But because I have different designs for each SKU, that would be twenty thousand times six, soon to be yeah. seven. No, thank you. I am not buying a pallet full of bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense. So when I make even that just on, transition, like, on the cash standpoint, even if it's not that much, it's still like, yeah, but like, why? You know what I mean? Like once you're moving like crazy units, it's like, okay, now, and everything's like standardized. Okay, sure. Now you can make that managerial, you know, accounting decision of, is this really going to save us money? Does it make sense? Right? Yeah. So now I'm faced with the decision of changing my bag when I go printing, custom printing. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm fine with that because one, it's a simpler bag that is more easy and reliable to seal it's cheaper the bag itself is cheaper the printing is in lower volumes and right. it's still entirely custom and i can get all you know i can get custom designs on each for each skew and not have to sell a kidney to afford them real real, real quick what's the difference between so i'm looking at your grind types yes. so you've got drip espresso and coarse i'm not this fancy but walk me through the the differences the differences yeah okay so espresso is you know, like it says, it's it's a super fine, okay, like powder. You know, like if yep. you've ever seen somebody make espresso, right? It comes yep. out and then they like compact it, compact yes. it in their little okay. fingers. Yep. What I'm sure there's a name for it. I'm sorry if I offended you. Um, it's it's the finest espresso is the okay. finest, and then okay. drip is like a medium, like in, on the scale of one to three, drip is in the medium. Like it's for okay. your typical, uh, you know, drip coffee maker, yep. your your Mister Coffee twelve cup dingus, um, and then oh, coarse oh, are for things okay. like your French press where the grounds soak. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. So I want, I want drip then. If you I just have, have a, a regular coffee drip coffee dingus. maker where you pour the stuff in the top with the, yeah. with a filter and then there's a pot below it. Yes. Drip is fine. Cause yep. that I, I, I am basic and have a $20 like coffee thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, the general, the general science behind it. And I, again, I'm sorry if I offend you, anybody for getting not getting this, not exactly right, but 
because you, it, it, it a lot of it has to do with how long the water spends with the ground coffee. Okay. So like if because it's it, with an espresso machine, it's passing through pretty quickly, right? There isn't a whole lot of time there. But you yeah, gotta get like a lot of forcing flavor out it of that. through. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you want to have each of the 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 coffee particles as small as possible, so there's as much exposure as possible, right? Right. Whereas with the French press, you can do coarse or even cold brew. Cold brew would be great with coarse because it okay. spends a lot of time with the water. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of time for all of the flavors and the the acids and all of the other stuff that people care about to come out of the coffee. Okay. But that if makes you, sense. If you put it in a French press and it's too fine, it'll go right through the filter. And now you basically have a sludge. So <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's disgusting. I've had that before. And I'm like, right. mm, I don't like to chew on the beans while I'm drinking my coffee. Um, <laughs> yes. So somebody did this wrong. That's generally the idea behind that. A lot of it has to do okay. with how you're going to brew it. You know, the longer it spends with the water, the coarser, the larger you want each of those particles to be. Okay. Nice. Or you could grind it yourself. That's whole bean as well. Yeah, I, I consider <laughs> that, but I don't have a grinder and I'm not that fancy. I, for what it's worth, I have a basic automatic grinder that has a, look at that, order placed by Dylan Carter. Yeah, I literally just, that's why I was asking, because I literally (laughs) just placed an order. Oh, and you got the Ethiopia. Wonderful. It's one of my favorites. I I like that. I've heard Ethiopia a lot when when the coffee snobs talk. I was like, it sounds great. Lovely. Ethiopian. (laughs) Give me that blend. I like it. I'm, I'm going to pretend I know what I'm talking about here for a second. <laughs> I like it because because it is lower on the acidity scale and it's the flavors okay. are really robust. Not robust. I would say light and airy, fruity. You know, like it's oh, the okay. flavors are not like in your face, like super yeah. like not only is this coffee, but it's not like this aggressive is like mega, you know, like it's yeah. right. Right. It's, it's gentle, if you will. But okay, it that still tastes like coffee, right? Like okay. it doesn't taste like nothing. Right. It's, My mom still coffee. um loves like flavored bean coffee. Oh, like God. all all the seasonal things. So arriving today is uh <laughs> pumpkin pie coffee beans. Oh no. Which honestly are pretty great. <laughs> oh no. Because I am a basic white girl, I've learned. Um <laughs> as I say that wearing my jean jacket. Um, I know, and you're, you know, your styled up hair. Like, no, I literally have, just, I'm not even is that, styled. Is your, is your hair this just, is like, just like that? Normal, yeah. It's just because <laughs> I, I roll a lot when I sleep. Um, oh, I, and there goes my lights. We uh, last night, uh, as we record last night, I was editing the Stephen Pope podcast episode number twenty three, and we we crapped a lot, or I crapped a lot on flavored coffee. I had totally forgotten that was a that was a thing we did, and. I probably offended a few people, but now I can I can crap on Dylan as well because he's has pumpkin flavored coffee beans. <laughs> I get it though. Like I I'm kind of the same <laughs> way with watches, to be honest, which is a very snobby. You like thing flavored to be. watches? <laughs> no, just when people are like, oh, like I'm really into watches, and then they show me a brand that's not really like a watch brand. It's mm-hmm. just like a cheap thing they got on Amazon. I'm like, you're not a watch person. <laughs> like you <laughs> haven't earned that right yet. And, and or when someone's like, Oh, I have, you know, a Rolex, I'm a watch guy. I'm like, no, you're not you yet. Have a because, Rolex. Yeah. Like you, and, and that's fine. But there's a difference between you and everybody else in the world, knowing what a Rolex is and you getting the base model that everybody knows. Right. Versus you, understanding what a Panerai is or like a Ulysse Nardin, like, like you understanding what, like when I say AP and you know what brand I'm talking about, cause that's actually just an abbreviation. Now you're no idea what that is. Audemars Piguet. Yeah. Like yeah, it, it's no. a high end brand, but like, and it's, it's not like about like how expensive the watch is. It's about like the heritage, right? Like there's more to it than that. It's, it's a hobby. Right. But, but I totally get it when people are like, Oh yeah, I'm really into coffee. And then like, they're like, I just go to Starbucks every single day. I'm like, no, you're not <laughs> like you like caffeine and that's fine. Yes. But you're not a coffee person. Like I don't cons- like I like coffee. I love coffee. Actually. I don't consider myself a coffee person though. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I don't know the difference between like Ethiopian and like non, <laughs> like I don't even right, know the other right. options. You know, I know yeah. I love the taste of coffee. Mm-hmm. I know I've had shitty coffee and I've had amazing coffee. Right. A lot of the, surprisingly, and this is almost self-deprecating, a lot of the shittiness of coffee is either it was roasted a long time ago. Right. Or it was too hot when it was brewed. Or if it's oh, espresso, it's pulled for too long. 
Like that's okay. It's generally one of those things. Like if you if if the water is too hot, it will burn the coffee, right? If you right. if you pull an espresso shot for too long, it'll burn the coffee, and like that's okay. how you get the Starbucks flavor. Like the Starbucks dark roast is very signature because they do it a very special way. Like, and some people really like that. They just burn it. <laughs> it's 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 a little bit more burnt, you know. Than yeah. If you if you've ever had a like a brisket or burnt ends, right? Yes. Like a right you know like it's that, that very characteristic yeah flavor that comes yes. with it right it, it's the same thing like there's there's okay. it, it creates this quality about it that some people really like and some people are wrong that's fine <laughs> i don't you know i'm not i don't want to be too judgy but it is funny because like i i i both acknowledge the fact that starbucks is not like a coffee coffee but at the same time, there are instances where it just it hits your soul right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like your inner white girl comes out, like because you go, you got like your white chocolate mocha, and you're like, mm, right. yeah, needed that yeah, today yeah. on a Tuesday. Yeah, oh, no, man, the, there's something about it. The Stephen Pope episode. What did you say? The the double shot uh, a bullshit or something like that. The, the double know. espresso or no the uh, double shot espresso mocha choco bullshit. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes uh, you need it, man. Listen, I I hate fast food, but sometimes you need a dirty, greasy cheeseburger, and it's just it's hitting your soul. That's it, man. Sorry, I was taking quick notes and I muted myself because I have this loud keyboard, which is amazing. I really I like love how we have keyboard. matching keyboards now. I know, God, we're such nerds, right? Also, I think we're going to standardize that keyboard for everybody in the company. <laughs> it's if you're They're if awesome. you're looking for a good standard keyboard, I I had I had some notes. I didn't share any of them with you, but one of the things I, I did wanted to see how you how you thought about the keyboard after having it for a week or so. I love it. I hate yeah. not typing on it. You like, hate not typing on it. Oh, okay, I get that now. You I get, get it. Okay, now. okay. Yeah, a little double <laughs> negative for you, keeping on your toes. I don't know. I just. It's it's a nice hybrid. It's not so I got the low profile keys so they don't stand yep. super high. Yeah, um, so it's taken a bit to get used to because the layout is slightly different. Like if you look on your your traditional Mac keyboard, I the have command one. key is di- literally diagonal to the C key. With this key cron, it's actually the C is kind of moved over a little bit. There you go. Yeah, one. there's the there classic. Yeah, but like the C is moved over. It's not perfectly diagonal. So sometimes my hand oh, will yeah. slip out of kind of. My my zone, if you will, and then I just I'm typing gobbledygook, um, and I have to like you know reassess and get back over there. But it just it feels good, man. It's a solid keyboard. It's um, I don't know. It feels like a weapon, like in a good way. Like like I'm like I could t- I could just take this and like go to a hackathon and just destroy. <laughs> like it's it's just and it sounds great. Like here in the background, that that's that key keyboard. Uh huh. I know. It's just, I love it. but it's it's not too thick. It's not too heavy. It's not like distracting. It's actually no. nice to listen to when when you're typing, you know, or it even is. when somebody else is. It's it's not bad. Um, the decimals that it kicks out is actually pretty low. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's I, I better. Do, I than, do like it. It's better than a full a full height uh, key switch of the same yes. variety. So I have, or real quick before I forget uh, to to illustrate what what. Uh, what I was about to call you Damien. I don't know why, Ooh. but I almost did. Uh, to illustrate <laughs> what what Dylan was pointing out is that if you have if you're a Mac user, you'll you'll recognize the space bar it's, is the width of the C V B N and M keys. Of course yes. we're talking about a US layout like here. Perfectly. Right. It's five keys wide. On the Keychron K one, it is uh half of X and half of comma yes. left uh, left carrot as well. So it's a little it's it's about one full key width wider. Yeah. Which then means the command option control keys are smaller and the function key, if you're used to a Mac keyboard, is now on the right instead of the left side. So it's a little there are there are some layout things that are a little quirky, but the rest of it I think is largely the same. The return and right shift keys are a little bit wider. It's the same layout. It's just like the spacing is different, but honestly, it doesn't take that but long to get used to. It's just a little bit different. It's yeah. not, it's I not so much that you trip over typing it on time. it. Like I do yeah. like that. I can, I can run it via cable and not just Bluetooth. So if we're like yeah. gaming in the office, which, you know, we, we will do every now and then, um, because Shadowlands is about to come out, we're kind of oh, gearing geez. up for that. Yeah, that, that's a thing. I think we're going to start like a company guild. Um, but being able to run that and have no lag on the input for the keyboard is kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. So I can run both if I want to, and if I, for whatever god awful reason, I have to jump onto a Windows machine, I can just click it over to Windows Layout, mm-hmm. and now it works. So in terms of like a universal 
but mainly for Mac layout. It's amazing. It is literally amazing. It is. You have, do you have the one with the number pad or no? I, you know, I've always considered having one. And what's funny is James is like, yeah, like you find your, you use it all the time. And I was like, yeah, I might consider it. And then one day we were running some numbers on something and he never touched the the number pad. He always went to the top row. I was like, I'm going to listen to what you're doing, not what you're saying. (laughs) So I did not get it. Um, I just, I don't know. Could it be cool? Yeah. But do I find myself feeling like I miss out thus far? No. So don't do it again. Oh, you are a fiend. My man's going through like 24 ounces of coffee, like straight black in like 30 minutes. <laughs> it is straight black. Yeah. I yeah. told you, it's, this is the good stuff, right? As you can see, That's there's fair. no creamer, right? Like this, you know. No sugar, nothing. I like it. Nothing. It's just straight. Okay. This is, this is the, the North Shore medium roast, KenworthCoffee.com. <laughs> I'm going to take like a really like Instagrammy picture whenever the package arrives in Boston. Do it. It's going to be very like fall-y. I don't know. It's going to be great. I have, I have, I have actually a, a quite a, a humorous story about Instagram. So, um, you know, one thing we, we kind of informally set as like a first goal here was that you, I, I received my first order from somebody I don't know. Yep. So very close to that. Here's my, here's my little story here. So I had posted on Instagram at Kenmore.coffee, shameless plug. Um, uh, a photo of the the stickers, right? Okay. I, I took the company logo and made little three inch stickers out nice. of them, right? Yep. So I took a photo of that, and I was like, "Hey, every order gets one of these little sticky boys," and that was <laughs> that was that. And you know, I tagged a bunch of like local like area hashtags and things like that. Yeah. And somebody in the area liked it. Okay, fine, great, mission accomplished. So then I yesterday morning. I took a stack of these down to my building lobby okay. and just kind of left them on the counter out <laughs> just, there. Uh, just kind of okay, out. Bye. <laughs> and just walked away, right? I didn't say anything. I didn't put up any signs, anything. Uh, they were all gone, of course, by the end of the day, which is great. And this, yeah. is, this is where the the fun part of the story comes in. Let me switch over to... You then saw them all in the trash can? <laughs> oh, that would have been hilarious. Let me switch over to my DMs. So one person that had liked that photo kind of okay. slid into my DMs and said, I love this. I'm a local resident. Cannot wait to try some coffee. Um, I said, that's awesome. Looking forward to see what you think. Have you placed an order yet? And they said, not yet. I got a sticker from our apartment complex lobby. Hey. And then they named the building the same building I live in. So literally this person lives in the building, has no that's idea cool. that the business is in the building. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this could not be any more perfect. Because like, you know, right. I talked about almost ad nauseum how i wanted to focus on the local community right sure sure Mwah, perfect perfect it, yeah. it couldn't get any more local than that it was hilarious exactly I, I read that and i'm like wow that's out of all of the people that live here that is super convenient like just spot on i love it love it so much that's my story thanks for listening i like it no that, that's that's actually really cool I like that <laughs> it is weird when you have like the first person that like you don't know use your service or product like yeah. it's really you like almost get a little paranoid. you do like you're like oh it's all gonna fail now right yeah <laughs> right know, like, like everybody's been lying to me you start thinking about all of the things that maybe are still wrong right that you just, yeah <laughs> you get like hyper paranoid about every single little aspect of it oh my gosh and, and then what's funny is it just keeps growing and you're like i don't know how and then if you want, like, you know, you get an office and like employees and then it just keeps <laughs> growing and you're like, I don't, I don't know what we're doing, but it, it's going right. <laughs> and then you have like thousands upon thousands of customers and you're like, this is really cool, but yeah. also nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm terrified of what the future holds, but in in, in a good way, because it's entering a space that I've never been in before. Like I've worked for large companies that have a significant presence in their industry, but like I didn't start it. Yeah. And the know, building of a, that is different, man. I was a, I was a cog in the machine and people recognize who I work for and that's great. But like, it's not mine. I didn't, I'm not the founder. I'm not the CEO, right? It doesn't, it, it, it hits differently. It does. When you've made it. And now it's like a representation of you. Yeah. And like, I'm super paranoid that I'm not, or that I won't get that representation exactly right. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like I've never done it before. I, I didn't no know what I was away. walking into. Yeah, like literally, it never goes away. I we have people. So I've, I've worked really diligently. It, the whole company has um, to build a brand, and I never understood why branding matters. Now I do, 
because it's how you approach conversations. It's everything, right? It's like what, what you're known for. And so, you know, having conversations with users or potential users, they're like, no, like you guys are known for your customer support. I'm like, it's nice to have that feedback loop of like, cool. Mm -hmm. That's what I've wanted. But like, all I knew is that like, I could work towards that. I, and so like, you know, there's still a long ways for us to go in my opinion, but even I, I did a webinar yesterday with one of our biggest affiliates and he's like, no, Aura, Aura is one of the most popular repricing tools, period, now. I was like, mm -hmm. that that was so cool to hear, but that's like two years in the making, right? Right. Um, so I, I think you're always going to feel like you're slightly getting it wrong because you just don't know, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you don't want – it's the Dunning-Kruger effect, right? So like you don't have enough experience to know if what you're doing is correct or not. You just know you're doing. And you start to have a feedback loop and you go, cool, people are telling me positive things. But you're like, am I still missing <laughs> like the low-hanging fruit? Am I missing a major thing that could be the catalyst between the success and the non-success of the, of the company? Um, I think at least up until now, it's yet to go away. I assume that just always exists because it, it's a goal you can never truly quantitatively hit. Right. You can't because it's always That's like the one evolving. target that's always going to be two steps ahead of you. It's always going to be moving, right? It's not – And it should be. It's not like like a, like a monetary target where it's like, all right, we hit a million dollars in revenue, mission right. accomplished. You know, it's like there's – you can never quite reach it because it's always going to push out as you keep growing. And yeah. the only way you're going to reach it is if you sell and get rid of it altogether, right? Like it's <laughs> – Right. You have, to, you have to shut it down or sell it in order to for that to go away. And then – yeah. Cause you're always trying to evolve, right? Like I, I, I believe that we have amazing customer support right now and I'm proud of that. But again, I think we're like 30% of where we could be. Sure. But we're always, I'm always going to feel that way because there's always something better we could be doing, right? There's always something new. There's always a different tactic or, or framework we could be operating in that I just haven't learned about. This is why it like offends me when founders are like, oh, I'm too busy to read. <laughs> I'm like, that's not how this works. Like part of your role is to expand your thought process, get new ideas. Um, so for you to never read, I'm like, you're just limiting, you're limiting potential upside, in terms of how you think, what you think about, different perspectives, right? Um, obviously, don't read like crap books. <laughs> like be very choosy because you do have limited time. But God, 30, 45 minutes, an hour a day is all it takes to really pour through something. And I mean, I had one of these like amazing ideas last night. And I was like, oh my God, like I would not have gotten this because I got it while reading a book. And what's funny is it's a fiction book. <laughs> like it, I'm literally reading Dune and somehow my brain was like, Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Somehow repricing. I'm like, Oh my God. Um, and you know, I'm like that, that's such a cool idea though. And so yeah, you're, you're, you're never going to not feel that way. Um, it's like a different pressure. Like when you're responsible for other people's salaries <laughs> and paying their bills. Um, but it's good. It's like you stress, right? Like it, 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 it becomes a driver for you because now you're not driving for your own like self gratification of like, I can do this full time if I want to now. It's more like, I want the people on my team to succeed in every way, shape, or form that they want to. Therefore, I now am a leader, not in the sense of I am driving them to do better. Certainly, that's part of it, but more like you are you are there to service the people that are on your team to become the best versions of themselves that they want. Now, that role is different, and, and it's cool. It's all, like to me, that's the most fun. <laughs> it's like I like the operations, I like all that stuff, but but to have people. And to help them grow and be better because they work for you than not, that's a nice driver. Um, and just like the other thing, you're never going to reach pure peak because it's just always going to be moving. But it's fun. That's part of the game. You know, I like it. Indeed. I was about to pour a third cup for you, but I, I'll, I'll refrain. You already drank that second cup? It's, it's, it's about half gone. Gulping that thing down now that it's not so hot. <laughs> It's like I've been waiting four hours to drink mm -hmm. coffee for this. <laughs> it's really good. It's I. I'm not a marketer, so I'm sure there's better ways that I could do this. But like <laughs> my my end goal is spinning it as like the founder's favorite, so to speak. Ooh, because that's like this cool. is literally I like I drank all of the coffees that I had access to, which was a lot. That was a lot of coffee. Holy yeah. shit. Um, and this is by far my favorite because like historically I never drank straight black just okay. because I never found a straight black that I like. Sure. But this one, mm. 
Mm-mm. You should call it that. You should put Mm-mm. like in parentheses, like founder's favorite. I was thinking when I go to a, when I go to a, a custom bag design, having like a, like a pseudo sticker, like slapped on the front. Oh, yeah, that says like founder's cool. choice or something like that. Yeah. So I have, I have little, little artworks. Again, you go to KenmoreCoffee.com and see this yourself. But as I'm illustrating for audio up in the in the top right, for some of them, there's little badges, you know, for like single yeah. origin. It says that like the Ethiopia that you just ordered has a little single origin badge in the Fancy. corner. You know, little things like that, but like more prominent. Okay, right? like sure. This is this is my choice. Like if you if if you're open to new suggestions, pick this one. You know, oh, I love and that, that. was <clears throat> hearing all of the feedback I was getting when I when I launched on Tuesday. Uh, a lot of people were like, what do you recommend? I was like, God, I did not prepare statements for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get ready. Which, fun fact, if you're, if you're starting a business that's, that's in a niche, people are going to expect you to you are not the know expert. some things. Yes. Literally, the majority of my day is, what do you recommend for a repricing strategy? And I was having to send screenshots of that and rebuild it every single time. And eventually I'm like, we're building a pre-configured strategy that is all that. So I can just be like, use that one. And they're like, great. <laughs> so you're going to at some point have to like create a category that is like top picks or something like that, right? You're, you're reducing the decision fatigue there or even like a saved response that when somebody emails you is like, hey, what do you guys recommend? Save response out, done, time saved. Yeah. So the end goal, once I finish figuring out how Shopify does things the way it does, uh, fun fact for on-page stuff like interacting with the cart and whatnot, kind of a pain in the ass. But <laughs> there, there are ways where I, I can create like a, a page itself or an overlay on a page that appears that I can I can and this is my ultimate goal to solve this problem once and for all is you know ask you know what what have you drank in the past get like a, a general oh, idea yeah. sure you know do you have you typically drink dark roast you drink light roast you and then ask did you like it yes or no right if they didn't if like if they drink dark roast and they didn't like it well let's let's move them up a little bit let's yeah, give them something maybe that's medium, not so yeah. oily and dark and, and pit of hell kind of flavor right which some people love some people were asking me what it, you know how dark is it i was like it's sludge <laughs> like like not like I literally like, like you dark. like you brew it and it's sludge but it's like it's oily. It's dark. Like there's yeah. there's no jokes about what this is trying to be here. Okay. And that people people like like they like that. They like that kind of information. So the the idea is having some kind of interactive thing that kind of takes a temperature of what you know, what they like, what they don't like, and then suggests an option based on that. Oh yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Or if nothing else, like, you know, what kind of flavors do you like? And it's that's that is a little bit more particular Complex. because a lot of people don't think about like the the flavor profile of their coffee. Yeah, they just know what they, they like no and don't like. Right. So I'm kind of on the fence about going that specific, but the idea is that you can click on a thing, answer a couple of questions, and then follow it up with like you know we've uh, you know we've we've Here's discussed the subscription option ad nauseum, right? And then ask you know how 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 much do you drink? How do you brew it? Because in that, that tells me how much you use per brew. So then I can tell you how many bags you need, right? And then just give them a number like, all right, you know, if you're like, you're like me and you pour 34 ounces into a French press <laughs> every day, you're going to go through a bag a week. Here's four bags. You should probably subscribe to it because you're going to save like $12 right now, you know, right. like that and that kind of thing. And just kind of give them one option, do the Costco thing where it's like, this is your thing. Buy it or don't. I, I'm telling you, man, I, I would test doing some kind of embedded like type form because you could do conditional logic there and then just have it route over to that, you know, that product um, just to test it out. That way it's like a quick build out. You know what I mean? Um, just be like, hey, you know, take a test, you know, like what like what what should you get? And then just have them walk through that flow and then just redirect them over to a specific product based on that that conditional logic. That's a that's a that's a good call. It'll just be easier to like spin up and test. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, because because this is this this is one half just basic JavaScript UI interaction, and then the other half is knowing what questions ask. Yeah, the actual logic, (laughs) (laughs) which is the hard part. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be easier for you to test and adjust in real time, um, or should I say, quickly the logic behind the test. 
and then say, okay, now this works. It's well, cause you have to keep in mind conversion rates too, right? So you really want to test like what's the conversion rate of somebody taking that test versus somebody who's not taking that test. And now you can start to prioritize that in, in app, so to speak. Right. So now you go, cool. I'm going to put a lot of my, the, the UI focus, um, on take the test. If you're a first time, you know, uh, customer, because you know that, let's say, theoretically, the, the conversion rate of them purchasing one time is 15%. And then if somebody does purchase the one time that you're going to retain them for six months, great. Funnel that through. Um, but you've already tested it. You know it works. Now we can make it static. You know, actually code that thing out. Exactly. I won't do it in Zapier, though. Yeah, probably Sorry. not. <laughs> yeah, no. I, it's funny because a lot of people are like, oh, Zapier's awesome. I'm like, dude, don't get me wrong. I love Zapier. But if you're doing it in production-level stuff, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little intense. It's, Listen, um, I am a power user. I, I am on the highest paying tier and I still max that bad boy out. Um, it works. I just, I can't, I can't bring myself to spend that much on Zapier. I'm well, on the other end of the scale. It's business expense. You know, we're, we're doing it for the, for the prep company cause they're, they're doing right around a little over 20,000. So you're on the, you're on the, the company, company yeah. tier. Yeah. $599 a month billed annually. Actually, that one might be a little bit less. Hold on. No, no, no. I think we're we're at like 250 a month or something like that. Okay. Yeah, there's a 299 that's 50,000 tasks a month. That's what we're on. Yeah, we're on that guy. Yeah. So okay. we're not, we're not the team one because we don't really need like a team account. That is that is the um, team one. Yeah. Gotcha, it's the second okay. from the highest. Yeah, 50,000 gotcha, a yep. month. 100,000 of Wait. Okay, hang on. So you can wow, you can you can uh, see this is this is where choice paralysis comes in because yes. they have five <clears throat> tiers that have you know features based on the tier, but then within those tiers you can select how many Usage. tasks you want. Yeah. So like there's like starter has two choices, professional has five, right? Team has six, seven, company has seven. Like Jesus, just give me a slider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know? That's so true. Yeah. So it's like I don't like it's hard for me to tell which one you actually have because it's like all right well that's that's that but then like there's all these sub selections and it's I know like, we're oh. I think we're capped at like fifty thousand per month and we, we okay. kind of push push the edge on that one yeah it's I mean it's it's great that they let they give you that but it almost seems like there should be I mean, the the tiers are plan. for the features only and yeah. that like the and then the tier itself is like a multiplier of the task slider yes which right? I don't like you don't like those. No, I, I like I like the sliders. I just I don't like their current complex setup because oh, okay. it shouldn't be that you. complex. Yeah, like I, basically, I just want you to say, "Here's how many tasks." Or heck, charge me an un. So don't charge me based on usage. Charge me based on features, but like upcharge me on features a little bit more. I'd be fine with that. Like the team, like I don't need to pay more to have like extra team members because I'm the only one really in there. But I do need like fifty to a hundred thousand tasks per month ran successfully with with auto replay you know like so they do have some cool stuff in there like if it does fail it'll attempt to auto replay because sometimes it's like a rate limit or something that that's simple it just needs a wait on that um but yeah I, I like it and again i use the hell out of it but if it's like for supporting your well i take that back because it is supporting our infrastructure and customers um in a different type of environment don't fail zapier <laughs> yeah please don't it's just i guess it depends <laughs> on the you know it's more like client-based yeah. so it's not the end of the world if it does fail every now and then and it has it, it will um but when it's like you're really scale scaling like mm-hmm. i wouldn't use it for the for the software to support any infrastructure i don't think it makes sense like i wonder if they would ever offer like maybe maybe if you sign a particular contract they would ever offer an unlimited option yeah like you it's can go enterprise. up to well you can go up to two million tasks a month for a a, a, a mere thirty six hundred dollars billed annually or forty four ninety eight seventy five month a month in American currency units that's really not bad for the amount of tasks though it's not I mean it's it's two million things and right. that you didn't have to do <laughs> right like if you if you have that kind of volume like. That thirty five hundred to forty five hundred dollars a month is pretty cheap, right? Like, imagine how much effort. Like, I can, I can, I know if if there was a way to automate components of my company's platform at this scale, we would have done it, right? Oh, so, if you have that yeah. opportunity, you know, jump on it. Just make sure it's worth 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 the money. And <laughs> yeah, test test that first. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. 
But at, at that point, you kind of get to like RPAs, like, you know, ro- robot process. Uh, what does RPA actually stand for? Basically, it's like it's like um, it's like taking Zapier, but on a more corporate high volume standpoint. Um, so it, it can automate a lot of stuff, but it's not made for like startups and like, you know, just people like Zapier is. It's made for like you need to run this five million times like perfectly every single day. Gotcha covered. Um, so it's kind of cool. They're called RPAs. I've been playing around with some. They're just really expensive to even test. I will add that to the notes in case anyone yeah. actually cares. That is super <laughs> in the weeds, but yeah, that is. That's on brand for Dylan. Dylan, we are just over an hour into this quality program. I think we should just about wrap this bad Let's boy up. This thick audio boy. Take us out. Uh, get all your coffee products at KimmoreCoffee.com. That's the URL, right? That's the URL. Do you want to try nice. it again? Yeah. <laughs> So check out KimmoreCoffee.com. Get some coffee. Get some Ethiopian blend. Is it blend? It sounds like nope. a blend. It's single not a origin. blend. It's a single origin. I don't know what that means, but it's single. It's not double. It's, it's singular, not plural. But make sure you get your Kimmore <laughs> coffee like I just did live on air. He did. He literally like three to five bought days. some while we were chatting. Here. I literally I did. I got the notification. I'm very excited, actually. Um, now we know the difference between core strip, uh, espresso, and whole bean. So if you don't have a grinder, don't worry about it. Done. Crush that. <laughs>